Week 5, Day 3, The Return of the Sons of Korah. Hi, my name is Lisa Landrum. I'm with the Women's Ministry at Three Crosses. Last week, we read how the Psalms of Korah and Asaph worked together in Book 2 to create a beautiful trajectory of restoration to worship God by sacrificing to Him in tough times. In Book 3, the Psalms of Asaph and Korah come together to talk about the importance of returning to the law of the Lord and remaining in God's presence as difficult trials continue to persist. Today, we are focusing on Psalms 84 through 88. They are part of what is sometimes classified as the Leviticus book, the Psalms concerning the sanctuary. One commentary I read discussed how these Psalms focus on the counsels of God concerning the sanctuary in its relation to man and the sanctuary in relation to Jehovah. Essentially how through all circumstances there is refuge and shelter within the place God lives and being in his holy present provides a peace like no other. In that place of peace, we can call out to him in adoration, recognition, worship, lament, and pain. He heals and restores. In Zion, God's special chosen city, we can anticipate a special dwelling like no other. Psalms 84 through 88 returns to the sons of Korah. Last week, we saw how they transformed from despair to praise through what we have seen this week, a fresh vision of the Messiah and a return to the law of the Lord. Now the story of Korah picks up on their excitement about participating in the temple again, in his holy place, leading worship for his people. However, their cycle of pain persists. They are in the temple, but still remain broken. They are delighted to be there again, yet intensely aware of who God is and how repeatedly humans have not measured up, can't measure up to his standards. As we read through these selections, let's meditate on how we view God in his sanctuary and how we praise him in his holy place. Let's begin by reading Psalm 84, the NIV. Again, may God bless the reading of his holy word. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my God and King, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Be with favor on your anointed one. Better is a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless.
Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Reflect on how essential the sanctuary spaces of the Old Testament were, the rituals involved in being able to enter them, and the restrictions on who could or could not enter them. How grateful to recognize even being a doorkeeper in the house of God is more worthy a position than dwelling in the tents of the wicked. Being anywhere in the vicinity of God is where you want to be. There is no other place that compares. In Psalms 84, you can almost feel the beauty of the worship. Imagine hearing or singing your favorite song of praise. Maybe your hands are lifted, your eyes are closed. Our heart full of joy as you visualize being with Christ, praising Him and being in His radiant gaze. Hearts are connected in unison with all around you. Spend just a moment in that place right now. How do you feel? Perhaps this accurately describes your emotions. Psalm 85, 10 through 13. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. Or maybe it's more like this Psalm, Psalm 88, three through nine. I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You've put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with all your waves. You've taken from me my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape, and my eyes are dim with grief. Even though we saw a trajectory of restoration with Pastor Larry in week four, episode one, this read is twisty with strong peaks and valleys of stomach clenching emotion. This is such a timely assignment right now. My soul remains heavy from all the violence in the world today. Heavy as I worry about my own 23-year-old son as he navigates a world fraught with extra challenges because he has extra melanin. As you may remember from last week, the Sons of Korah were a special group of worship leaders charged with writing the music and singing the songs of God. They were grateful to be restored back in this position and place. As the sons of Korah continue singing, the grouping of psalms begins to ebb and flow with the highs and lows of the contrast. We have returned to the emotional roller coaster of ups and downs. We can feel angst in our soul as the focus on this group of readings begins to call out the hard truths. God is worthy of this praise and adoration. His dwelling places are filled with beauty and security with his presence. We humans have time after time been rescued and we are not worthy. God promises peace, God promises peace to the faithful, 
but we meet God with more folly. As we continue reading, the power of God is lifted up in song, but more verses focus on the sins and the desperation and anguish can be felt through the songs. Strategically placed right in the middle of this section is a reminder that King David, and therefore the coming Messiah, would not be immune from experiencing the surrounded wickedness of mankind. Psalm 86 Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my heart, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me. Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, Lord. No deed can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come together and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious, God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. These Psalms tell me, us, we can take heart as we read them of how mighty and powerful our God is, how our Messiah steps into the chaos and meets us where we are at while we're still sinners. Jesus Christ conquers all sin and offers his spotless life on our behalf. Now resurrected and standing victorious over sin and death, he protects us, he restores us, and we have the ability to call out to him, to sing praises and worship to him no matter what situation we find ourselves in or what our worries are. These passages will challenge me and us to acknowledge how filled with sin we are and how we dwell in a sin-filled world of folly. On the flip side, they will remind us that it is okay to lament our sins and the sins of the world and lift them up to God. He is our reconciler and restorer, and we are lost without him. Yet thankfully, he steps into our world of brokenness calls us his temple through the power of the Holy Spirit and will one day welcome us into his home on Zion. What a beautiful anticipation we have. Take a few moments to reflect on the following. Do you have a favorite place where you meet him? A church, a community, a small group? 
Where do you see parallels with the condition of your heart as expressed through Psalms 84 through 89? Are you praising, lamenting, anticipating? Meditate on the sanctuary of your body where God dwells within you. What is one thing you can do to reconcile your sanctuary with the descriptions of the sanctuaries of God in the Psalms above? Let us end by reading Psalm 87. He has founded his city on the holy mountain. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are said of you, city of God. I will record Rahab and Babylon among those who acknowledge me. Philistia too and Tyre along with Cush. And they will say, this one was born in Zion. Indeed of Zion, it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. And the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, this one was born in Zion. As they make music, they will sing, all my fountains are in you. Mm-hmm.